0: Hi, and welcome to the first podcast of Daughter Nature. I'm Sam Minahan. And I'm Autumn Hart. And we're your one-stop shop for sustainable products, issues, and how-tos. Let's get into it. So today we want to talk about big brand sustainable moves. A lot of big companies have been moving towards green, and we wanted to point out some companies that have been making some big moves in the past few weeks. So Dove has come out with a new refillable plastic deodorant kit, and it's aluminum-free and alcohol-free also cruelty free. I think the, their motive here is to reduce their single use plastic and I think that they have recognized that a lot of people um, are switching to no plastic or reusable bathroom products. And next up we are going to look at Puma.
1: So the second brand we have is Puma. They have redesigned their shoe packaging which now is made up of a majority of cornstarch. They coined it their clever little bag and it's reusable and decomposes in only three months. The results of this are a 65% reduction in paper consumption, and this also has reduced the carbon emissions by 10,000 tons.
0: And the last highlight for sustainable initiatives that we're going to look at this week is from TOMS. Everyone knows that every shoe bought is a pair of shoe donated, but they have been doing a lot more than that. They've been providing clean drinking water to impoverished areas. They've created a vegan line of footwear for Whole Foods and they're a part of the textile exchange where they use materials that are nurturing our planet. Now that we have those out of the way, let's get into our opinion questions. Do we think that more big brands will jump on the green chain? Why?
1: I honestly feel like a lot of brands are jumping on the green chain just for the marketing reasons. I don't think there's an ethical um, position they're taking it's more as though it's a selling point now that they realize on the rise these smaller companies are rising up and they don't want to be threatened by that in any shape or form so they might as well put it out there as well that they're uh, a green company
0: so you think they're just hopping on it because it's popular and if it wasn't popular they would not be doing it oh yeah because there's always been solutions
1: like to something as simple as the paper products in your shoes uh, those things have existed for a while and you only see this change nowadays is because it's become popular for people to find alternatives.
0: I think that big brands are definitely going to keep jumping on the tra- uh, green chain, just like you said. I think it's going to be a big selling point for raising costs because anything that's marketed as green, they will absolutely upcharge it.
1: Yeah. And I think honestly, the rise of all these like reusable products is something so odd. I think it could honestly be like flask bottles those getting so popular like became the selling point it became like an aesthetic that people wanted so these products became on the rise
0: i know that people are also looking to like put things in their house that are aesthetically pleasing and i know that a lot of those single-use plastics are no longer seen as like aesthetically pleasing so they're looking to fill those glass jars with the new little toothpaste pellets that people want they one you want to see just the bars of soap in the shower instead of the bottles. It's just a, I just think it's a big marketing ploy. I think that there's a lot of companies who are doing it because they have a sustainable initiatives, but I don't think any of these big brands have actually changed their mindsets in wanting to be greener besides maybe Tom's I know Tom's has always had good initiatives from the start of their company's founding
1: yeah I always feel like Tom's was always an ethical brand I don't know much about them other like than their slogan that they donate a pair of shoes which sounds good I would love to like look into like people who towns who have been affected by this and how their experiences were just because all I see is from the marketing side but even just looking at Dove you can tell that they're they're just a marketing ploy as their pseudo company is love beauty and planet which if you don't know that's a major greenwashing initiative it basically ties on the fact that oh you like the you like to look beautiful as well as liking the planet you'll love these products but they're actually just still as bad as any other normal products for the environment there's nothing like ethically um or environment pro environment about their products
0: Yeah, I know, like, the looks of the bottles, the green logos, the word of the, like, the use of the word planet, natural, like, uh, I I don't think it's very hard to put natural on the bottle, it doesn't, I don't think, no, unless there's like a, unless there's a federal regulation, like a USDA organic, like there is for food, I don't, unless we see something like that for beauty products, I don't think that the packaging and the marketing means anything, and these big companies are, overshadowing real sustainable companies because there's no way to like verify what they're selling. You have to look at you have to look at the ingredients, know what the chemicals mean and do your research on every product you buy now because there's just so much greenwashing out there even if the mindsets of these companies are not changing at all.
1: It's almost like they're hopping on this initiative so that they don't get blackballed in the eyes of the consumer because I know some products for me that now have sustainable ways. Like I look at it, and my immediate thought is that they're ruining the environment. My f- initial thought ties back to the Nutella company, because I like I feel like any person involved in the environment knows that palm oil is awful for the uh, environment, and the way they use slash and burn techniques to get the most oil at the time like ruins rainforests. And so, anytime I saw that product, I would never buy it. I would like avoid it, like it's the plague. But then last semester I was doing a project and I looked into it and Nutella had done like great environmental like (laughs) things like they were very pro-environment and they made great initiatives and they actually followed through on them but in my eyes anytime I see it my initial thought is oh I won't be purchasing that it's bad for the environment and as more people like hop on like researching about places like this because I feel like it's becoming more prevalent especially as our generation gets older because we realize the most that like older generations made and we're actually being very proactive about it so as that is the rising generation and as more people start doing that they're going to realize these big brand companies oh you've been terrible from the start like i'm just never going to buy your products again even if they they don't want to hop on the trends too late and then consumers skip out on their things
0: Right. I think like the moral of the story here is that as a consumer in today's society, you have to do your research to know what you're buying because there is constantly manipulative marketing targeted at all sorts of income classes, all sorts of groups of people. And it's just, it's the only way to tell is to do your research. You have to, like I said before, you have to look at the ingredients. You have to make sure that what's going in there is something you like you the products are something you'll want to put on your hair or something you'll want to put into your body like i know um tresemme and all of the other companies Mm -hmm. related to them have recently been under fire for their products um creating i think it's formaldehyde Mm -hmm. when you come in contact with water and these are a lot of beauty products and obviously they're coming in contact with water and a lot of them are also um like they have green washing attributed with them they have a lot of like natural or all like all, all all of the gimmicks that come along with um green washing and green marketing yeah. um but i think there's just a lot of gimmicks in like the hair and beauty
1: section as a whole like the way that they portray models with like flowing luscious hair like stuff like that they just use as a way to get you in But especially now, I feel like Dove is trying to overreach like Tresemme and stuff because they realize they're in deep trouble right now. So this is our chance to like appeal to a different generation with like different like items that they're coming out with now. I don't know if they're like very ethical in it, but they are trying to definitely hit it home now while the time is right.
0: I can see that Dove is definitely um, trying to take advantage of the fact that other companies are under fire. Um... Obviously, I'm never going to put down the fact that they have made a big sustainable move. The refillable deodorant kit is a great idea. I feel like it hasn't really been done before. But at the same time, I don't think that the existence of this kit is going to mean any reduction in the sales of their single-use products. I think they're going to be pumping them out just as much as they were before they came out with it.
1: Yeah. Also, like a logistics question of a refillable deodorant is I throw my deodorants, like, in my book bag. Like, I bring it everywhere. Like, it's in my car. Like, will this thing, like, heat up and, like, become putty in my bag? Like, I just don't know. Like, because that happens sometimes if you forget about your deodorant, like, out there. But you're like, oh, it's okay because I can just throw this out and grab a new one because they're so cheap. Now it's going to be, like, if I leave this somewhere.
0: You're wondering if it's going to make a mess of the entire
1: container. Yeah, and then am I paying extra just to waste it in that part? Because I know there's going to be an upcharge on it. Because anything that these companies do, they yeah. try to sell it to us. Like I've that. seen
0: at uh, most stores this a new refillable kit is going for around fourteen fifteen dollars for the starter kit. Um, I believe that comes with like the refillable holder and then like a couple of the like refills. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I had the same questions as you. Like, is it like is it is the product the same? Because I know they're they're also also preaching that their new deodorant is aluminum and alcohol free but are there other deodorants, aluminum and alcohol free? I just feel like just because you're having this one line of products that is good in your line does not make the whole company a good company.
1: Yeah, also like, I feel like the deodorant thing, sort like the trend is almost like running out at this point. I don't know, I remember like a few years ago, like that was a big thing of like, trying to find a sustainable deodorant and like even like making it yourself, like things like that. But then there's also just like comfortability of like I found a deodorant that works for me. I don't want to like walk outside in public and be like do I not like feel protected or like feel like I could smell bad? Like there's just something about this switching a deodorant that seems like hard for me to take control of. Yeah.
0: I would um I would love to test this out. I would love to see how it stands up to like their other products and like see if like the change in ingredients has a change in an effect of like how it works.
1: Mhm. I feel like for Dove, deodorant was the weird place to start. I feel like it would honestly be a better step for them to do, like, a conditioner or shampoo bar first. And that would be an easy sell. I feel like this is just, like, a big step.
0: Yeah, I agree. Especially because, like, there is not a lot of refillable deodorants. I haven't heard of one before this. But shampoo bars and conditioner bars, although they are new to the scene, they're real big right now. And obviously this Dove thing is coming after Um, all these shampoo and conditioner bars. They've been out for a couple years but they've definitely been gaining popularity I would say in the last like year, year, year and a half.
1: Anytime I go to look for one they're always sold out so I feel like just everyone keeps buying them especially like I know I'm looking at like smaller companies of course because I trust them. I trust that it's like safe things going on my hair and like I don't like something about it like every time they're selling out so fast so I just find it odd that like a bigger company to step on that and be like, oh, let me do this," Because I feel like that's almost something like Lush does as well. Like, I think they have bars like that. But like, I'm shocked that a bigger company hasn't come in yet and try to put them on the shelves.
0: Yeah, I think that the only reason they haven't taken advantage of them is because it would put all of their other products like completely like out of relevance. It would just make them, it would it would make them completely irrelevant. Because if you have this like, if you have if the, if the products if the formulas are supposed to be just as good and the same and you're just taking away the single use plastic why would you buy something that has plastic when it doesn't like 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 we said before like it's it's aesthetically pleasing uh, it's more uses per unit or per bar for in most cases with those kinds of things so i just like all of, all of their plastic bottles all of their marketing like that that's another thing those plastic bottles are the biggest selling point. They put their picture all over it. And without that bottle, they lose a little bit of their chance to market because they're having to put it on like a smaller paper product.
1: Wow, I didn't even think of that. That branding like there that you see every time you hop into the shower. But I think also, even though they would pick it up and it would be great for people like us I do care, I think there's just people who still would grab their bottles. I think there's just such a large population and it, Uh, in america especially who would just grab with no no thought about it like they don't care that the option's there they wouldn't even care if it was like the same amount of money they're like i can just do this and throw it away so why not
0: yeah i think another big fact is if they were to do that switch to um like the bar conditioners and shampoos they would definitely upcharge it Because if they're upcharging this starter kit, and yes, it's supposed to be reusable, it's supposed to be refillable, so I guess it does make some monetary sense to raise the price, but $14 for the holder, I don't know. I don't really know what goes into making it, but I guarantee that they're making a big profit off of it, and they're doing that so that they still have the lower-income people buying their single-use products, and they don't just become exclusively for those who are... A little bit oh
1: yeah there's wealthier. definitely inv- like some environmental racism that goes on in like planning these things out because they need they need consumers for their old products and who better than the people that they know won't be able to pay for the extra it's definitely some gatekeeping on actually being environmentally friendly it happens all over like in any type of scenario wherever you're buying something there's gatekeeping to it because you can either go for the cheaper like option that was definitely made unethically or you can just go for the ethical thing but you have to lay out a lot of money first and a lot of people don't have the choice of oh this can make me this can even out in the long run but as of right now i only have these few dollars like i cannot dish it out on something extra
0: all right let's move on to another question will these big brands going green bump out smaller green companies from the market?
1: Hmm. I don't know, to be honest, just because I feel like the the lot of people buying environmentally friendly products like understand that these bigger corporations are pretty corrupt, and they're pretty like sound of mind about that, but there is just like accessibility reasons. like I would rather just go into a store and grab something than I rather have to go on a certain website and wait for it to come. It's just like a whole process. So I think it would just depend.
0: Yeah, I agree. I know that a lot of like the smaller companies like are online based, but um and I, I know they do get a lot more reach with it being popular, but at the same time, like you said, just like the accessibility and the ease, when I go into Walmart, I don't see the green stuff, the actually green stuff, not the pretend green stuff <laughs> um, on the shelves it's It's just not there. But I would like in the future, I think that um, smaller companies could definitely get a leg up on bigger companies if they were willing to make deals to sell their stuff in like national stores. Because I think um, a lot of the reasons that these big brands are have the possibility of bumping out the smaller companies is just because of their presence. They have these huge presences that are going absolutely nowhere. And if they can make it look like they're doing the same thing as these smaller companies, they're still making the consumer feel like they're making a better choice. They're still making them um, like, feel like spending more money on it is, it is worth it. They're like allowing themselves to justify it. They're having the same sort of customer satisfaction without doing any of the real work and by just massively profiting off of people not doing their research.
1: Yeah. That's definitely true. It's just something about it. Like there has to be these big obstacles, like why these small owners can't get into the big stores, but there has to be some sort of solution someone can come up with of how we can like work on partnerships with bigger stores, especially I feel like it's just so prevalent nowadays to have like online stores pop up all the time because everyone has some sort of talent and they want to be able to profit off of it. And so if these larger stores, just, like, these larger chain stores, like, I see, like, Walmart doing this. Walmart already has, like, venture funds, like, out um, uh, in the community and stuff. Like, store number eight is their venture fund. I wonder if you could get picked up for one of their venture funds if you can negotiate getting put in their stores as well. Mm. So that would be cool to see.
0: That would be cool to see. Like, um, I know that, like, like I know Lululemon has pop-up, stores, places, like even like something like that. Um, I don't know much about Lululemon's sustainability or initiatives, to be quite honest with you, but I just know that they do have pop-up stores. But if you like had stuff like that at grocery stores, like you hear Lululemon pop-up store, all the girls who are obsessed with Lululemon like are going to flock to that pop-up. If you set up some like a pop-up, like you were saying in one of those stores, not only is it going to be good for the small companies who are having the pop-up and are hopefully then getting their line permanently in the store, it's also good for the store that's hosting them because they're getting the publicity and they're getting these customers who might not have been coming to them if it weren't for the pop-up. Yeah. All right. Well, that is about all the time we have for today. So tell us what you think. Tell us what new sustainable products that, loved, that you love, that have recently launched. Tell us what sustainable issues you want us to talk about. Just let us know on our Instagram at Daughter Nature. All right. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. Have a good day, everyone. See you next time.